Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us for Q&A. This is your opportunity to text in questions from the sermon this morning. So if there's something stirring around in your heart or your mind, please text it in. And we, we say often that likely if you're thinking about it or wondering about it, likely someone is as well. So you'll see there's a phone number on the bottom of the screen there if you just want to text in your questions. We'll have an opportunity to answer them for you this morning. Great. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> so much fun. Such a great week. And the timing of this was very interesting, you know, as we're all in saturated time with family. Uh-huh. I'm sure we all had opportunities to, <laughs> to think about this. Yes, I thought uh, multiple times throughout the week if, um, I mean, obviously I laid out Thanksgiving because of the weekend in terms sure. of this message. But I thought, wow, what um, fantastic accountability to mm-hmm. – the scriptures that I have to teach on do all things without grumbling or disputing after 26 people live in my house for four days. <laughs> Object lessons. So, yeah, either it's a ample opportunity for unceasing repentance and confession <laughs> or you keep reminding yourself the truth throughout the time, so. Yeah. Yes. And accountability. Uh, the last song we were singing in worship this morning, Rejoice Always, and it was talking about dwelling hmm. on that which is of the Lord. And the Lord very quickly brought a situation to my mind this weekend that this had been my heart over, that I had been battling ah. with that. So this was perfect timing. And I think, Good. you know, there's a switch that can flip. Yes. Sometimes I feel like there's certain situations or, you know, specifics that'll just flip that switch real quick for me. And I was like, push your button. Push that button. <laughs> yes. So this was this yeah. was great timing. So grateful Good. for the Lord, like you said, the incredible clarity hmm. and yeah. simplicity of scripture. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Very grateful for that. So we have some questions that'll that have already come in. So we'll okay. get get rolling. If you think of anything else while we're chatting, please feel free to text it in. Uh, so first one here, uh, what is the difference between grumbling and appealing when someone feels mistreated unfairly? Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Grumbling, feeling mistreated unfairly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to, okay, if, if you were the one asking the question across from me, which I think you are, um, <laughs> this is a true question. The I would say, and maybe it doesn't make a difference, who are we appealing to? Hmm. Um, and... <sighs> I think there is, I want to, you know, I want to keep it real without somehow excusing sin. So keeping it real means uh, I think it's legitimate to express here's what I'm experiencing um, Mm. to a person that doesn't have to be a grumbling in this, and I get there because the Psalms are 
filled with the psalmist declaring to the Lord what he is experiencing. How long, O Lord? What he's struggling with. Yes, and how long will the unrighteous prevail over the righteous? And how long will you forget me, abandon me? And he has these expressions of, here's what I'm feeling, here's what I am experiencing. But you'll see in the Psalms, he, they continue then with, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm feeling, here's what I know to be true. Mm-hmm. So I guess when I want to clarify, oftentimes our grumbling is to the Lord, really. We're grumbling to the Lord, and I can say, Lord... I don't like this, but that's a, I don't like this, but I trust you. I wish it wasn't this way, but I trust you. What I kind of prayed there at the end as we were taking the Lord's Supper. It's not that we don't say that, that we're not allowed to, to bear our heart before the Lord. It's where we stop uh, that could turn that into uh, I'm just complaining against the Lord, grumbling against the Lord. So I think uh, I can give him praise for you, who he is. I can tell him what I am experiencing, what I'm feeling. I declare what is true. I ask him, and I can ask him to change it. You know, uh, nothing wrong with saying, Lord, this is really hard. I wish it wasn't this way. And I ask him to change it. It's that praise, repent, ask, yield. It's that yielding, but Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And we get this in the life of Jesus. Jesus is in the garden. If possible, Father, let this cup pass from me. Uh, John 12, 27, my soul is troubled. Is he grumbling there? Well, if he's sinfully grumbling, then he can't be my savior. So I don't think he's sinful. Well, strike that. I know he's not sinfully grumbling there. He is pouring his heart out to the Lord. So he says, my soul is troubled. But then he says, but it's for this hour that I came. Father, glorify. So he, he states what he's feeling what he's experiencing. He declares what it's to be true, uh, but this is the hour for which I've came. This is why you sent me. And then he yields, Father, glorify your name. You will glorify your name. So I wouldn't, uh, I don't know if this I'm answering the question well enough or not, but I want to encourage you. Don't feel like you can't pour your heart out to the Lord. Just don't stop with, the complaint mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, allow the complaint to the complaint allow what you're experiencing to get to remind you of what you believe what you know and then the yielding when it comes to interpersonal now grumbling mm-hmm. Read the question again, the appeal. Oh, am I messing you up by asking you? No, you're good. Oh, what is the difference between grumbling? And I'm wondering if this was an auto text um, change, grumbling and appealing when someone feels mistreated and unfairly. Maybe it was complaining there, but okay. what is the difference between grumbling and appealing when someone feels mistreated 
unfairly. Okay. Yeah. In other words, if if you felt Tracy treated unfairly here at the chapel in your role of director of communications, I think you would be able to discern how I can go and share, here's how I feel like I'm being treated unfairly without grumbling, period. So uh, I think you go sharing honestly what you're experiencing, believing the best, not making accusations or drawing conclusions based on, on what you're thinking, what you're feeling, so I think that's a big part of it mm-hmm. that you can express, but you're not making accusations in the process. Mm-hmm. You're you're letting them know here's what I'm experiencing, and you're giving them uh, opportunity to speak. It's not drawing conclusions too quickly. Is what I is how I think I would encourage a person to express yourself. Don't draw conclusions. Don't impute motive. Uh, give opportunity for people to then give their perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts about that? Is you think just practically in a workplace, uh, you can make an appeal, you can share what you're experiencing without being the complainer. Right. Yes. I, I think the focusing on what is true um, in, in your experience, those I statements, here is what I have experienced or seen to be true or occurring, right. um, but taking that time to not respond in anger or frustration, that's often where it's going to just run rampant and right. create a bigger problem. The description of a word of mistreated unfairly, that can indicate a big hurt, mm-hmm. potentially. Right. Uh, so there could be a lot of emotion involved with that, uh, but that was my only thought with that. Yes, yeah. like to be able to take that in a factual way. Um that doesn't minimize the hurt necessarily, but to deal with the situation in a way that's laid out, focusing on truth. Yeah, if it's uh, let's change from workplace to marriage. Hmm. Um, if in our marriages we feel unfairly treated, we feel mistreated. Uh, in obedience to to the scriptures, are we saying, well, just just swallow it. Just don't mm. speak it. And I don't think that that's what the scripture is saying no. there. I think you can bring that to the table without attacking the person mm-hmm. or, again, imputing motive or assuming it was malicious. You can state what you've experienced always for the goal of unity as opposed yeah. to getting them back. So I think I think that's yes. a big part of Assumption it. Assumption is a big word there. Yeah, yeah. A very that's, dangerous that's word. That's right. Yeah. That's why I kept saying, don't draw conclusions. Don't go with assumptions. Mm-hmm. Because when you do, you create the divide further as opposed to, I think if you go, how can I say this in a manner that will move us towards, try to, it takes two, try to move us towards unity because there's a way to say, to address the same situation that creates the divide even further. Right. And it's by attacking the person, mm-hmm. imputing bad motive, and assuming they were being malicious. Right. Yeah, the heart motive there. Uh, next question here. What about disputing amongst believers caused by preaching untruths and claiming it's biblical? Yeah. Um, there is um, 
I was going to say of course, but no, not of course. There is a time where we speak against untruth, where we speak against false teaching. That is not a dispute between two individuals, that you're not defending yourself, your own rights, your own preferences, your own privileges. You are defending absolute truth. So I would not put the confronting of doctrinal error in the category of disputing. Now, when it comes into the areas of where there is some disagreement in terms of how is this interpreted. For example, you can get into how's the the future going to unfold? Is Christ going to return in the clouds and take the church off the planet prior to the tribulation or in the middle of the tribulation or after the tribulation? You can dispute about, you can discuss those things, but you can dispute about those things in an unhealthy, ungodly way, as if your way is the only right way. It has to be that way. And you don't give room for where the scripture would give some room for some varied understanding. So mm-hmm. I think it's a dispute when it becomes something personal that you're defending versus an absolute standard that you're upholding. Makes sense. A question regarding family gatherings. (laughs) When we go to a family gathering where gossip and spirits of grumbling are plentiful, do you have any practical advice for how to turn the tides of the conversation? They have a follow-up question at the bottom. What about if the family members are not followers of Christ and they just want to gripe as a group? Do I stay silent? Uh, um, I heard my son, so I want to credit him. My son, Will, said recently when uh, – and I know some will go, no, don't do this anymore. But if you were on fire, were you, what were you taught? If you called on fire, what were, were you taught to do? Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. So he was teaching James, and he said, the tongue is like a fire. And so I simply took that same principle, stop, drop, and roll. Stop if you're participating in it. Stop participating in it. Second, drop that piece of the conversation. Mm. Roll into a new topic. Stop, drop, and roll. That's That was pretty practical. I was like, I'll remember that one. I thought you were going to say he would literally <laughs> drop and roll on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be one way. Of the, yes. That's a very practical. Yes. Stop. I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm going to drop this conversation. I'm going to roll into a new conversation. And James says the tongue is like a fire. And so uh, you can... Uh, you can do more, do more than stay silent. When, when it's a gathering, family gathering, and people are unbelievers, and so because they're not children of God, they're part of a perverse and crooked generation, they're not lights, they're just going to grumble and dispute. Uh, I expect it, so I don't expect them to act like believers, but that doesn't mean I can't be light in that conversation. Light is more than just not joining it. Light is stopping, dropping, rolling. 
Well, she never takes notes on anything I wrote, but she actually wrote that one down. I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> it's very practical. It is. It's, it's really. Yeah. And some of you could teach your kids. My son taught it to me. Stop, drop, and roll. It's a good one. Okay. So yeah. flip side, what okay. would you say you're amongst believers? You know they're believers and the conversation is solely focused on grumbling and complaining. Hello, I, presidential I, election coming in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can actually then among believers say, hey, um, I know this has us all juiced and we're amped up about this, but I think we could probably turn this conversation to something more edifying, less grumbling. Just mm-hmm. state it what it is. Now, you may feel like, ah, uh, then you're like the holy roller. You're like, uh, uh, who wants to be around? And, <laughs> Better than thou. Yes, you're not. You just go, hey, I know I, I can get amped about. Uh, and just understand, I, I have my own stuff that I can grumble about. And, and sometimes, again, I don't think – sometimes it's better to do what you would be saying to do um, – Without saying it. In other words, hey, we need to stop grumbling and talk about something else. Just apply the principle, stop, drop, and roll. You introduce something new. And you might have to do it multiple times for people to to catch on. But roll into something new. Just introduce a new topic. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, what is the difference between grumbling and complaining and confiding in parentheses, or venting to a friend who will lead us to truth or help us process hardship. Yeah. Um, Generally, there's a difference between venting and uh, looking for a friend to lead you to truth. Now, because generally, at least the way I think of people expressing venting, that simply means I'm just going to give my tongue unrestrained freedom to say what I think, to say what I feel, and then I'll feel better. That's venting. That's the period. Um, when, When I am experiencing hard and I share it, first of all, um, you got to make sure who you're sharing Mm -hmm. with is appropriate, that you are not gossiping, that you're not speaking evil of others. Um, So be careful about who you share it with. And then the manner in which you receive or even better invite someone to help turn you, to help you repent. Again, repentance, a changing of your mind, the fruit of repentance, the actions that are reflective of a changed mind. but repentance always begins with a change of mind. So uh, so you invite them to, hey, uh, again, something's hard, gone hard with your children. I think you can say to them, well, I got a text like this recently. Um, here's what's really, really hard. And they shared with me something really hard going on in their family. And then they said, I could really help, really benefit if you could help me walk through this, if you Mm. could help me process this. See, there was an invitation uh, 
of and an acknowledgement, I need some help in this mm-hmm. process. So I think the spirit by which you go about that to the right person is what turns it from I'm just venting, I'm just complaining, I'm just unloading on someone, mm-hmm. or I'm actually trying to handle this in a biblical God-glorifying Seeking way. wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and sometimes we already know the answers. It's not like, I don't know what to do here. I know what I do. I, I know what I should do. I need some encouragement, um, some reminder of what I know. So... Yeah, I don't want us, and I think maybe this is what these questions are getting at, Tracy, if I can read between the lines here. I don't want us to think that we have to bury everything that we're f- that's hard in our life as if we can't give voice to it. It's to whom we give voice to it, to how we give voice to it, and then what we invite and how we respond to those who give us truth back after we've given voice to it that that makes the difference. That's why uh, the Psalms are such a good example Mm -hmm. for us. He didn't just bury it. He didn't just swallow it. He didn't just smother it. Uh, He was honest, but he didn't just stop there. He processed it in a manner that led him to truth. And sometimes we can do that uh, I did this recently in the writing. I wasn't trying to write a psalm. I was just writing what was hard, writing what I was struggling with, and then writing. It was kind of like when I put it on paper, and then I could be reminded of the truth. Mm-hmm. And I could write the truth as much as I could write the struggle. And then I could write the yield. And so it was, I think it's fair to say that it was therapeutic for me to, to oh, for work sure. that process. And I didn't work it with anybody else. Uh, anybody. I worked it with myself, with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that might be a way you do it as well with writing sometimes. It's hard as like who's a safe place, who's a correct person to bring this to, and it might be only the Lord. And so you take it to the Lord, and sometimes writing the things down may help and mm-hmm. taking it to the Lord. And then you can keep it or you could throw it away. Right. Kind of going, that was the process, and I'm not going to keep re- – I'm going to get rid of it, mm-hmm. process it with the Lord. It can be very helpful. Yeah. Very, very helpful. Well, thank you so much for all of your questions this morning. We're really grateful that you joined us. And if we can serve you any way this week, we would love for you to reach out and let us know. It'd be a privilege to pray for you or answer any questions you may have. Hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.